2017 is going to be your year of divine speed. And for those of you who believe you are shifting your gear and it's about time to fly, you make some good noise in this house. Make some noise. Hallelujah. Be seated in his presence. Welcome about three people into the house of God. Welcome about three people into the house of God. Tell them you are welcome into God's presence. Tell him, can you feel it that it is your year of divine speed? You are no more going to walk, but you are going to run. You are going to run. You are going to run. Prophesy over about 10 people. Tell them, I see you running in the year 2017. Prophesy over them. Tell them you see them run and not walk. I believe you are going to run. I'm touching on the subject prayer. Tell your neighbor prayer. Because I believe that there is only one way by which we can encounter divine speed. The swiftest route is in the skies. The swiftest medium of transportation is in the air if you want to arrive very early you don't go the route of the earth you go the route of the heaven and i believe that the only way we can encounter divine speed and accomplish within this year what we could not accomplish in the past 20 years is to resort to the things above and so i'm trusting god that in this year you shall be exposed to the right concepts of prayer and shall understand the dynamics of prayer. Tell your neighbor prayer. I think you can do far better than that. Tell your neighbor prayer. And that is why I said, I believe that prayer is to the believer what capital is to the businessman. If a businessman could be called a businessman, I don't believe in businessmen who are called businessmen by reason of the portfolios they hold. But I believe in the capital you have that makes you a businessman. Without prayer, I don't believe that you can ever encounter the manifestation of what God has for you. Without prayer, you can resort to philosophies. Without prayer, you can resort to money. Without prayer, you can resort to wisdom. Without prayer, you can resort to any other medium. But with prayer, you are safe. Tell about three people, with prayer, you are safe. I think you can do far better than that. Tell your neighbor with prayer, you are safe. Tell about three people with prayer, you are safe. According to the dictionary definition of prayer, prayer is a solemn request for help or expression of thanks to God or to another deity. Prayer is invocation. Prayer is intercession. Prayer is devotion. Prayer is meditation. And so the dictionary defines prayer as a request for help or an expression of thanks to God or to another deity. And that is why if you are to 
really, really go into other religions like Islam, like Judaism, like Buddhism, like Hinduism. There is the concept of God in every religion as it is named. And so it is believed that prayer is one lesser person asking for help from another powerful or bigger deity entity or personality that is prayer and that is why when you get into other religions religions like islam they pray five times a day in fact they pray in the morning they pray just afternoon and then they pray in the middle of the afternoon they pray when the sun is going down and then they pray in the night they pray five times and in the five times they recite a lot of words they use a lot of words why because they believe that there is a god that they have who is called allah in fact in english he's called allah in Greek, he is called Allah. In Chinese, he is called Allah. And so when you encounter every Muslim, all they know is an Allah. And so they believe that as less as they are, they have the right to make a request to an Allah. So they do it five times in a single day. And every single time as they pray as they call it prayer what they do is that there is a particular surah that they recite every minute and every second and that is what they call the al-fatia when they say the same thing in the name of allah most gracious ever merciful and they recite it and recite it and recite it throughout their five times of prayer the first time they do the second time they do the third time they do the fourth time they do and the fifth time they do the same thing over and over and over and over again why be they believe that they have something on the table of their heart and they have a god called allah and so they believe that as they go to him every minute and every second their allah will bring to pass their desires and their requests so what they do is that before they start praying they pick up what they call water and then they wash their hands then they wash their hair they wash their face they wash their ears they wash their face and then they wash their feet after which they think that they have gone through the right norms of cleansing and so they stand holy before Allah and they bow and they get up they bow and they get up and because I've been to a Muslim school before I know how it is when they begin to recite it Bismillahi Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Rahman Rahim Maliki Yonidin Iyakana Budua they begin to recite and recite and recite and recite one prayer they think that there is a lesser being and a higher deity that they speak to so they call it prayer there is another segment of prayer that people call people who are involved in Judaism they get involved in you see there is a difference between Judaism and Hinduism Judaism is different from Hinduism why because watch this Hinduism 
is worshipping a particular God whose name is Shiva. In fact, they have five types of prayer. And with all the five types of prayer, there is a particular prayer they send to a God called Shiva. And watch this. Shiva is an elephant who rides at the back of a mouse. And it is not because one single elephant has ever bowed down before a mouse before. But because there was a man by the name of Guru who thought that he could create an image. And the image was that there is an elephant as heavy as an elephant is. And then there is a mouse. And this elephant is sitting on a mouse. And so there is a pictorial picture of this whole ideology. And so they wake up every time and they have five segments of prayer. So when you go to Hinduism, that is what they believe in. And they do it passionately. And then when you go into Buddhism, there was a man who explored it called Buddha. But Buddhists will tell you, when we pray to Buddha, we are not praying to Buddha as a god. They believe that to every individual, there is a god in you. And so they say that as much as you recite and recite and recite it, you are not praying to Buddha, but you are lifting up and building up your spirituality. If you remember, how many of you have heard it before? You've heard the Buddhists reciting it before. They will tell you they are not praying to Buddha, but they are they are building up their spirituality. They are building up their spirituality. And then when I get to a place in the arena of prayer, I will touch about something that the book of Jude verse 20 says. He says, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of you take for granted when you come to church and you are praying in the Holy Ghost and people are telling you, we don't understand what you are talking about, but they will never go to the Buddhists to ask them what they are talking about. And we, are, we allow them to intimidate us, but they do it with all confidence when i'm through with you on the subject of prayer nobody can intimidate you when you rise up to pray in fact there is another religion called taoism 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 and it is a particular chinese who who thought that there was so much injustices in this world and so he thought that it is better for me to build up a team and an army that will rise up against all social vices and rise up against all social injustices. And then he said, I would rather advocate for humility and for the religions. And so it is called Taoism. It is a Chinese. In fact, I, I learned that they have about 20,000 loyalists and 20,000 worshippers. And so they also get up, they recite all kinds of things. They sit down, they meditate, they meditate, they meditate. And it is all about, not about God, but about the abilities to rise up and institute the power of a superior God to be made manifest. To advocate for people who are without help and to see to it that their lives become better. That is another religion and that is what they do. 
but there's another religion called Sikhism. 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 Meditation, they assume that we don't understand why people are homeless and some have built mansions. It is an Indian religion. And so what they do is that they sit down, they assume, and they meditate, and they meditate, believing that one day, some way, somehow, all rich people will become poor, or all poor people will become rich. All these are segments of religion, and they feel that they are praying to a superior God. And they believe in their hearts that whatever they recite or whatever they pray about or whatever they talk about shall be manifested let's touch on the prayer of the christian matthew chapter 6 matthew chapter 6 we are reading from the verse 1 take heed that ye do ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thy arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest arms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth that thy arms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly and when thou prayest thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are is it not very interesting that before he introduces prayer jesus first introduces sacrifice before jesus touches on the issue of prayer he said i must first of all touch the issue of arms and sacrifices and so every one of you hearing the sound of my voice this morning should understand that prayer goes with sacrifice but i'm not going to be talking about sacrifices i'll confine myself to prayer but i just want to reiterate this fact and to bring your mind to the fact that there can never be prayer without sacrifice before because before he touches on prayer he touches on sacrifice read it read it the verse 5 mm -hmm. and when thou prayest thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets that they so before be Jesus introduces the Christian type of prayer he first of all introduces Judaism I don't know if I touched about it Judaism is just a segment of people that were identified by God himself and it was not by assumption it was not by selection it was just by the approval of one man called Abraham the day the Bible says that he left his father's house and started advancing into a land that God said I will show you and then God said in multiplying I will multiply thy seed after you and in blessing I will bless thee from that day God then establishes a covenant with Abraham and said to Abraham I shall have a peculiar and a special covenant with your children I came to tell you this morning that you may not be a Jew but you can 
establish a special covenant for your children in your day and in your time. And because of that, the Bible says that they became the preferred people. And so, so far as you find yourself within the lineage of Abraham, if you find yourself within the lineage of Jacob, the lineage of Isaac, and all the 12 sons of Jacob, you are found to be part of God's selective people. And so they were the people that believed there was a segment that believed that before you can pray to God, you can rise up and climb a particular mountain. And those are called the Samaritans. They said there is no way you can worship God. You've got to climb a particular mountain. And then when you get on top of the mountain, then when you pray to God, God can hear your prayer. And then there was also a segment who were called the Jews, the pure Israelis, who said it is not on the mountain. But there is a particular temple that was built by Solomon by the instruction of his father David. And so before you can worship, you don't have to go to the mountaintop, but you've got to go into the temple. And that is why when Jesus met the woman of Samaria in John chapter 4, he said, you worship what you do not. For he says, salvation is of the Jews. For he said, there is coming a time that it is neither on this mountain or in the temple. Oh, I pray that this aspect of prayer shall change your life for good. And I pray that this message of prayer will lift you up from a place of mediocrity into a place of influence. And then he said that look at the Jews. Look at Judaism. They enjoy going into the temple, into the synagogues. And then they pray for everybody to see them. They recite for everyone, everybody that comes across to see them. And he said, don't be like them. So before Jesus touches on prayer, he touches on religion. Because he understands that before you can understand prayer, you've got to understand religion. And you've got to get it right, ladies and gentlemen, that prayer always has to be received by a higher entity. Read it. Read it. The verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in a synagogue and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. But then he tells us that I want to bring a clear difference with with prayer that is seen as a religion and then prayer that is seen as a lifestyle the difference between our prayer and their prayer is that their prayer is religious but our prayer is lifestyle their prayer is religion but our prayer is divine nature Read it, read it, read it. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. He and said, you, when you are praying, enter into your closet. Tell your neighbor, enter into your closet. 
That is what the Jehovah Witnesses don't really understand. And that is why they say they never pray in public. They will tell you before they pray, they will rather go into their inner chamber. They will go into their bedroom and then they will pray. But the question here is, what about when you are having crisis in the air and you don't have a bedroom? How do you pray? So the theology of their philosophy don't work. And so what did he mean? But when you are praying, enter into your closet. Revelation chapter 3. 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 Read the verse 20. We are reading from the verse 20. We are reading from the verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus was speaking and he says every one of you has a bedroom every one of you has a bedchamber every one of you has an inner court and he said I stand at the door of your bedchamber and I knock if any man hear my voice if only you hear my voice and open the door and then you open the door to that bedroom I will come into him Jesus said I will then into the bedroom and sit down with you so when he was talking about you entering into your chamber he was not talking about your bedroom at Asawasi or your bedroom at Inshayeso he was talking about the bedroom of your heart there cannot be prayer without the heart Jesus is telling us that the beginning of prayer is the state of your heart. And so ladies and gentlemen, it is not about how you pray on the altar. It is not about how you stand there to pray. It is not whether you lie there or not. But the moment there is a serenity within the course of your heart, then the issue of prayer has begun in your life. Prayer is not what they see about you. Prayer is not what they think about you. Prayer is about the state of your heart. You may not look right. You may not be smelling right. They may not be seeing you right. You may have walked to church. But I came to tell you, that can never be a barrier to your prayer. So far as you have a good heart and you have prepared your heart, you are qualified to pray. If I don't ask you to clap and you are clapping, you better clap well. I said you better clap well. Let, let, let me try and hit something before I advance. Read it, read it. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him so, and so, he so, with me. So you understand with me that when he's talking about the door of your inner chamber, the door, when he's talking about your inner chamber, he's not talking about a visible or a physical door. He's talking about the state of your heart. That is why he said he stands at the door. It doesn't mean that there is any physical door that Jesus stands at. But it is the door to your heart. Let's get back. Let's get back into Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And then continue, sir. And when, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door. He's talking about the door that Jesus said, open. He said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And then the writer of the book of Matthew, Matthew is telling us that when you, before you get into prayer, there is this door that needs to be shut. 
and so he said that enter into that door of your heart and shut your door that room of your heart and shut your door read it pray to thy father which is in secret oh my god my god my god my god he has just introduced prayer he was just talking about the Hittites, uh, the, the, the Gentiles, and he was just talking about the scribes, and he was just talking about the Pharisees. And then, they are religious men. There is no dealings between a father and a son. There is no dealing between um, 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 uh, the heart's state. There is only a citation. But he said, there is a difference here. When you begin to pray, and you open your door and you close it he said there is now a connectivity not between a religion and a follower not between an, a religion and a disciple but he said there is now an encounter between a father and a child right from Buddhism right from Judaism right from Taoism, right from Sikhism, right from right from Islam and all that. You never see a father and a son. You see a maker and his creation. You see a religion and disciples. But for the first time in the history of prayer in the believer's life, there is a father and a son. I don't like to preach to leprous people. If you are not leprous, you give the Lord a better hand clap. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things he have need of before he asks him. And so he's telling us that the introduction to prayer is relationship. It is about a child and his father. It is not about a, a, a maker and his creation it's not about a creator and his creation but it is about a child and his father and that is what segregates our type of prayer from their type of prayer the muslim can pray five times the buddhist can pray three times other people can pray as many times as they can in fact in record there is a particular buddhist who sat down and meditated for three consecutive days without water and food that was great but the difference between us and them is that we are not god's creation trying to talk to our creator but we are the children of god trying to talk to our father Oh, I don't think there is a child of God here. I don't think there is a daughter of God here. I don't think there is a son of God here. I came to talk to the children of God who have been cleansed, who have been empowered by the hand of the Almighty God. I came to talk to sons and daughters of God. Mm. Mm. Let me try to conclude. Let me try to conclude. Because I'm just giving you introduction. And then he starts. I'll touch on it. After this manner pray. But just before you were exposed to the manner by which you need to pray. You've got to understand. That this business is not a business of a creator and his creation. I submit to you this morning. That in the world that we live in. 
there are two categories of people that walk under the sun the first category of people is the category of God's creation in fact they were created by God all of us were created by God the constitution would protect God's creation the constitution will protect the child because we are all God's creation we're all created in the image and in the likeness of God we are God's creation but there is another category of people who are not just the creation of God but they are the children of God when you touch me you have not touched God's creation but when you touch me you have touched a child of God I came to tell you you are not the creation of God but you are a child of God give up our five people a high five tell them I am not God's creation I am a child of God I'm a child of God I may not drive in your car I may not live in your house I may not have the perfume you have on I may not have your bag I may not have your money but thank God I am a child of God I may not be living in an expensive house but here they hear me well I am a child of God I am born of God I am a child of God and that is where the beginning of prayer is let me try to conclude here when they bluff with their wealth and they bluff with their education and they bluff with their wealth rise up and encourage yourself with your sonship I'll continue next week I said when they bluff with their wealth when they bluff you with their education when they bluff you with their reserves in the bank rise up and encourage yourself with your sonship because that is where the beginning of of prayer is I want to encourage you this morning never look down because you're a child of God never pity yourself never sing that pity song but rise up and lift up your head above the waters but if there is somebody who is a child of a tomb for he shall lift his head up if there is somebody who is a child of her royal majesty the Queen of England they will lift up their head but I came to tell you you are not a child of a tomb for who is today and tomorrow he expires by Thursday we are going to bury the Queen of the Ashanti kingdom called Asante Hema. she shall be buried she will today she is no more but when you are a child of God you are you shall never expire you are today you shall be forever don't look down look up encourage yourself in the Lord your God for you are a child of God tell about five people I am a child of God I said five people five people five people five people I am a child of God I'm a child of God and I'm going to I'm going to touch on it a lot God willing next week Sunday I am a child of God I am a child of God I may not have what you have but I pride myself in being the child of God I may not wear what you wear but I pride myself in being a child of God I may not have gone to the school you went to but I pride myself in being a child of God and what should give you the strength of life what should give you the confidence of life it's not your car it's not your entitlement it is not where you travel to but because you are a child of God Oh! Oh! 
If you care to know, you can buy your car. If you care to know, you can buy a house. If you care to know, you can use money to buy your makeup. If you care to know, you can even buy your own hair. It's either you extend it or you reduce it. You can buy anything. But nobody can buy you into a family. Being a child of God is the most expensive thing. Money cannot buy it. Being a child of God is the most expensive thing. And I came to tell you in the year 2017, don't allow anybody to put you down because you are a child. if you don't get encouraged within these teachings of prayer you'll never be encouraged in life understand that when you don't drive their car you have a father that may not be their father lift up your hands and say I'm a child of God stand on your feet lift up your hands and shout on top of your voice I am a child of God you can do better than that I said. Lift up your two hands. Shout on top of your voice. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Declare to the powers of hell. I am not just God's creation. I am a child of God. For angels have been given charge over me to watch over me. Lest I dash my foot against a stone. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell yourself I'm a child of God. I am born of God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Every head bowed. Every hands down. Every eye closed. The church is in prayer. You are here. You have not given your life to Jesus as the Lord of your life. You've not said Jesus come into my life. You cannot be part of God's children. You are God's creation. But today I want to give you an opportunity to advance from being God's creation into being God's child. You are not born again. You do what you do. You live a life you want. But you want to say, Jesus, come into my life. You want to say, Jesus, come and reside in the inside of me. If this is your prayer, we are going to sing one more song. I want you to lift up your hands and come forward. And let me pray with you all. If your second prayer is that, I want to be part of this church. This is a church I want to belong to. I want my name written in the books of Power Chapel. If you want to be part of this church, or you want to be born again, ask the minister sings. Come forward. <laughs> 